You're listening to Three Dimensional Theology, a podcast about classic faith in real life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Cabe Matthews. And today we're taking a break from the Apostles' Creed for just a moment to hear more from last week's interview about fatherhood that I did with an expert on the subject. Um, This expert on the subject of fatherhood is someone whose work I'm actually pretty familiar with because he is my dad. And he's not literally an expert. He's in the natural gas business. But regardless, it should be interesting. Stay tuned. So first of all, I I don't know if you're aware of this whole like uh, this whole phenomenon of dad jokes. Have you heard about this? This is a thing that people talk about out in the world. You know what? Are you have you heard of no, this phenomenon? No, not really. I mean, is this something recent? It's kind of faddish right now. Is this it's kind something of, that uh, has developed uh, with the advent of podcasts and stuff like that that I don't understand? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, then no, I probably don't. All right, they're just cheesy, dumb jokes. So I didn't know if you had a um, a favorite dad joke. Um, I don't know that you re- you don't really tell joke jokes. You just kind of goof around and 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 balance stuff on your head. That's kind of your shtick. That's your dad joke. Yes, yes. My uh, my dad joke is not a joke. It, it's just me. <laughs> it's physical comedy. I am the dad joke. It's, it's you yeah, know, in 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 appearance and yeah. in action. Just the embodiment of yeah, the. You just absolutely. you live it. It's you not just a, look at me and you go. That's a dad joke. <laughs> it's not a thing that you say. It's just it's a being that you. Uh, you just I think occupy. unfortunately that's right. That's good. Well, okay. So um, so did anything uh. Did anything change in your sort of understanding of yourself as a father as as I came along, as Allison entered into the picture? No, I, I not not specifically. I think just as as an adult, uh, you, you continue to mature, uh, you continue to develop, uh, just as I do at sixty one years old. Sure. So. And I'm and I'm thankful for that because you're not. I'm still not. I'm still not quite right. Uh, you know, there's still some work that I need to do. But you, I know one thing. The, the, you you have children when you're young because when you're old, you just can't handle a bunch of young children and, and the activity <laughs> that goes on around. When we keep Penelope uh, a couple weeks back, your your niece, that's that's a young person's job. But but. I don't know that anything changed about my perception of fatherhood. You still, although, although I think the expectation that I put on myself to be protective is a little stronger and a little different with my daughters than it was Mm -hmm. with you. Not that I didn't want to protect you, nor do I. Not that I still want to protect you, but you, you know, little boys, little girls, they're they're just they're different creatures, and little boys are are usually tougher. Uh, they they can handle this, that, or the other. That maybe you just want to pick up a little girl. Not that I didn't pick you up when you fell down and skinned your knee or hurt yourself, but. Just something about a little girl and giving them a you know nice hug and a warm embrace, uh, and and it's also why it's a much more emotional event when they get married 
mm-hmm. than it was when you got married. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, from that perspective, you're just you know I'm seeing my watching my son uh, take a a step in his life uh, that's very significant and taking on the commitment of of, of a wife uh, of being a husband. Uh, and whereas with a daughter, I'm subordinating to my responsibility to be the protector and, you know, changing light bulbs and doing stuff like that, <laughs> that you sometimes have to do, uh, to, to my son-in-law. And that's, that's a, that's a big difference. But anyway, that, yeah. that's the only thing, I guess, just, I don't think it's a sexist thing necessarily, but sure. some might think it is. Sure. There's also like kind of uh, liturgically in a wedding, you know, like there's you've got a different kind of a role there. And that maybe reflects this emotional, this emotional experience that I'm sure you're not the only father that's ever had, you know, like you lit, you walk, you walked my, you walked Allison down the, down the aisle and, um, and you didn't walk her back out no, the other that, way. That, that's you know? correct. It's I mean, like- you, you brought her in. There's, but but when she left, she left with somebody else. That's right. It's it's it really I was replaced symbolically thick. I, I was know. replaced, no <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, just honestly, as your mother was when you and Stephanie got married. Yeah, sure. I mean, not the, not the she walked you down the aisle, but sure. you know, conceptually, she was replaced. You're sure, the most important female in your life now is your wife. Sure, not your mother. But anyway, um, yeah. But it's all worked out. Yeah, yeah, so far, yeah, so far, so far, so good. We're all still alive and uh, more or less thriving, I think. Um, so, what advice do you? I mean, so I'm not, I don't have, I don't have any kids, um, you know. But just for fathers in general, what advice would you, or maybe as someone who might hope to be, you know, entering into fatherhood in the in the next few years at least, uh, what advice do you have for for fathers or you know for people kind of? Not as far along the journey, say as you are. Uh, yeah, that wasn't a backdoor way of calling you old. That was just... no, that's okay. I'm a, I am old. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel that old necessarily right now. But you know, it's 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 real simple to me, and it's something I heard years years and years ago. And that is, never miss an opportunity. Never miss an opportunity that you're given to spend time, meaningful time, with your children. And, you know, work gets in the way, the commute gets in the way, Mm. other activities get in the way, but to spend time, you know, going to a t-ball game or to a dance recital or to a swim meet uh, or any, any other event or, you know, camping with Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts with with the whole family, actually, not just with, with you as a Cub Scout or Boy Scout, but you're spending time with your children it, it you it's it's priceless because ultimately there'll come a time when you'll get pushed away as they get into their teenage years you'll get pushed away a little bit you're not you're you're not quite as welcome as you once were hmm. and and they grow up and go to college and start their own lives uh, all too soon hmm. and so you you can't you can't unscramble an egg. You can't go back and and have an opportunity to relive something that you might have missed. Not that I didn't miss things. Sure. I miss things, but 
you know, I, 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 I'm glad I went and participated in everything that I did. I wish I had done more. Sure. And I think that's probably, I think that's probably, probably consistent with, with most fathers. They <laughs> wish they could have done more. They wish they could have gone to one more game, maybe that they missed because they were out of town on business or going to one more recital. Sure. Yeah. Because you don't get a chance to do it again. No do-overs. Do you have like a favorite story, like just a favorite story of sort of you as father, you and kind of the role of fatherhood? Uh, <laughs> a favorite story. <laughs> you know, there, any of our, any of our trips, uh, there, there usually were some underlying uh, you know, favorite stories or, or fun stories in any of the trips that we made while you guys were growing up. Uh, anyone in particular that jumps out at me? You know, I know that you and Sarah and I, along with your Uncle Bill and your cousins Melissa and Emily, went camping up in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. When you were probably five, maybe. I guess you could have been six. I don't recall. Uh, but that was a that was a fun time. We spent three or four nights camping up in Arkansas mm. on a lake and went swimming and uh, had a campfire and uh, that that was a lot of fun. Anytime outdoors, I. I you know, any outdoor activity I, I've always or, or kind of fond memories. I, was, I had a great time when you and I went to Philmont in mm-hmm. 1999. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, with, yeah, you know, looking at pictures of doing stuff with the girls, uh, going to Allison, I believe it was Allison's little sock op uh, that she had mm-hmm. when she was, I guess, in elementary school. And then the different things that I was able to do with Sarah, those are all good memories. Uh, you know, you're, you're, well, going way back with Sarah, one of the, one of the more special memories that I have with her and not trying to single, single you out individually saying that I didn't have a good experience with you as a collective, the three of you. But when I was tri- trying to finish up school and I worked from seven at night to seven in the morning, mm-hmm. And had like a 7.30 a.m. class. A lot of times we'd get off early because we'd finish and I'd get home around 3 or 3.30. And, you know, too early to just stay up, but (laughs) really too late to get any real good quality rest. But Sarah, at that particular time, as I recall, was sleeping in a trundle bed. So it was a bed that was basically six inches off the floor. Mm -hmm. It was a little box uh, I mean, it was a, it was a twin size bed, but and it was she's a bo- like one year old, two year old. Uh, she was probably she was probably fifteen to eighteen months old. Mm-hmm. But I would walk, I would walk in the door, and this was when we lived in married student housing, and there were two bedroom doors straight ahead. One was Sarah's, and one was mine, or mine and your mother's. And I could, my eyes would adjust to the darkness, and. As I walked back toward the bedroom, I could see your sister's eyes kind of batting, kind of blinking. She was clearly awake, but she was just laying there. And a lot of times I would go lay in the trundle bed with her and 
you fall asleep. Mm. And I think she would fall asleep too. But uh, I don't know that. I don't know that she was afraid. I think she was just awake and mm. uh, just have fond memories of climbing in bed with her and uh, catching three or four hours of sleep before <laughs> I went to school. <laughs> That's good. Anything else? The, just the whole experience. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about eighteen and five twenty. Well, it never goes away. I mean, there's there's still there's still stories. There's still stories to be told. Ah, sure. Uh, you know, we had a, anytime you, anytime you do something with any of your kids, uh, that they want to do uh, now, you know, doing something that they don't want to do with them is not necessarily the memory you'll probably hold on to, but <laughs> you know, you, you and I going fishing with, uh, with granddaddy yeah, down at, uh, at cat off catfish lake at golden meadow. And mm. Then more recently, you and Joel and I going fishing last uh, last January. Mm-hmm. Those were uh, those were fun trips. Uh, and so, anytime you do anything, uh, you know, with with your kids that that's fun for them and, and interactive for you, it's a, it's a good memory. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, that's kind of all I have. Is there anything that I missed? Anything else you want to add about fatherhood or about any of this stuff? Anything that you um, wanted to say or anything that you were th- thinking I might ask that you wanted to? No, no, I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time preparing for this conversation. But <laughs> That's just good. Being being a little nervous about it, but I, I think just in to recap, I think fatherhood is a phenomenal uh, honor and a privilege. I think it is. Uh, it, it is. It is a a responsibility or a title uh, with the responsibility. That is phenomenally meaningful, mm-hmm. and one of the probably the more the most imp- one of the most important jobs or resp- or you know, functions that an individual can have. Not to discount motherhood, clearly, clearly. But f- from my perspective, fatherhood fatherhood is pretty important, and it's uh, and a lot of times I think as we grow older. We look at our children to measure our success as mothers or fathers, and how we did. Not to re- not to indicate that because you know Bob's son is in prison because he had a meth problem and robbed a convenience store that that's Bob's fault, and that Bob as a father or Bob. Bob and his wife, as mother and father, did a really cruddy job in raising, uh, you know, whoever, whatever their their kid. But there's just a there's a, there's a lot of pride, and I mentioned pride. Pride's probably a bad thing. I think it is. I think it's one of the seven bad ones. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but you to look at to look at your kids to look at your kids as adults, and and measure where they are in society and and how how society looks at your, at your children and using that as a measure of of your worth to to some extent or to the quality of job that you may or may not have done in raising your children mm-hmm. so i think fatherhood's phenomenally important uh, it's a uh, it, it's certainly been a privilege to be a father uh, and it's even more so a privilege to not more so, but not quite as much, I guess I should say, to be a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's 
that's cool too. But fatherhood is is powerful. Yeah, relatively new experience for you, grandfatherhood. It, it really is. It yeah. really is. And I think it's so. I think that now we don't. No one. I don't think ever calls God grandfather. But that is to me because you've 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 watched your children grow up from from birth and it seems to take uh it's you know 30 years is is can just happen that quickly and i think that's the i think that's the phenomenon of grandparent grandparenthood and that you appreciate how quickly it goes mm-hmm. and also recognize that you're you're on the back half of uh, of the climb uh, I don't have any realistic expectation to live to be 122. Mm. So, um, but I'm good with that. I'm, that that doesn't bother me at all. Mm. Uh, but so being a grandfather is, is really cool too because it has all the all the fun and joy without the responsibility. <laughs> I mean, I will certainly yeah. protect her and any other grandchildren that I have when the opportunity arises that I need to protect them. But that's not my primary responsibility. Mine is to uh, to spoil them, to take care of them, to give them refuge from their parents when they when they perceive their parents as being mean or unreasonable, <laughs> and uh, just 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 be somebody to love on them. That's good. Well, anything else? No, no. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> didn't bring you. Didn't bring my A game. I guess. You know, you know you're good. You're good. How you feel right now? I feel fine. Yeah. I feel good. Hydrated. Okay. Hydrated. Yeah. Well hydrated. Nice. You got some editing work to do, don't you? I really do. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you've got questions, suggestions, ideas, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Cabe Matthews. You can also email me, cave at 3dtheology.com. Check out the show notes, 3dtheology.com slash four. And if you're enjoying this, the best way that you can help out the show at this point is just to leave a review in Apple Podcasts over there in iTunes. I'd really love the feedback and it can also help other people to find the show. I can't wait to hang out with you next time on three-dimensional theology. And until then, I hope you have a wonderful week.